I think they enjoyed it. <laughs> Wonderful. That was really superb. Beautiful. Let's just bow our heads. Heavenly Father, our hearts are really grateful to you today. Lord, in my own heart, I don't have the words to express the gratefulness that I feel in my heart today. And I believe that we as a church are really grateful to you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy, your grace, your kindness. Thank you, Lord, that you honor your promises. Your faithfulness is to a thousand generations. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. You've been good, Lord. You've been kind. You are wonderful. You're the beautiful one. We bless and honor and exalt the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We honor you, Lord. Lord, as we look back over these past four years as a church, we have been even somewhat overwhelmed. But we say to you be all of the glory, all of the honor, all of the praise, and all of the thanksgiving. We love you, Lord. Amen. By now you've realized we're talking about Thanksgiving this morning. It's so lovely to see so many people here today. It's lovely to be together as the family of God here. And also to those that are visiting with us today. It's lovely to have you here with us. Please turn to Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4 to 7. Philippians chapter 4, we are focusing on thanksgiving, and we have much to be thankful for. Now, these few verses of Scripture, probably my favorite portion in the Bible, although I might say that about a few different Scriptures, this is one that I've committed to memory, and I love to speak out this. Let's read it together, Philippians 4 and verse 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say, Rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Now as we look at the next verse, look out for the word thanksgiving. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving. Would you say the word thanksgiving? thanksgiving? With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. 
This is actually the way the Lord wants us as His children, as born-again children of the family of God. This is how He wants us to live, with a heart that is rejoicing, with a heart that is grateful, with a heart full of thanksgiving, with a heart that is focused in the right place, with a heart that delights in the Lord. The Scripture says that we should delight in the Lord with all our hearts. We should delight in the Lord. Now, this particular verse in verse 6, it speaks about thanksgiving in our prayer life. It says, but in everything by prayer and thanksgiving, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. So it speaks about thanksgiving in our prayer life, but you won't experience thanksgiving in your prayer life unless you have built thanksgiving into your life itself. Thanksgiving, I believe it's fair to say, is something that just doesn't necessarily automatically appear. Thanksgiving is something that we have to work on. We have to cultivate. Like Andrew said earlier, my dad would say to Andrew, say a proper thank you to mom, etc. Thanksgiving is something that needs to be cultivated because in our own nature, we're actually quite selfish perhaps, aren't we? And we want and we demand, and we focus on ourselves, but thanksgiving takes the focus off of ourselves. Thanksgiving puts the focus on someone else. Now, point number one of just four aspects we're going to touch on. Number one, thanksgiving will produce humility in our hearts. Thanksgiving will produce humility in our hearts. I'll just read it to you, James 4, verse 6. God resists the proud, but gives something, grace to the humble. James 4, verse 10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Interesting. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. There is our job, and then there's God's job. Our job is humble yourselves. I remember a person that knew my folks quite well, and he used to play trumpet in, in the worship team. And this guy, I remember him saying one day to, to my dad and to my mom that he has really prayed a prayer that God would humble him. It might sound very spiritual, but actually, I wouldn't be too quick to pray a prayer like that. I would rather say, wait, wait, I will humble myself. I will get low in my own heart. I will humble myself. There's our job, and then there's God's job. Our job is humble ourselves. God's job is, He will lift you up. If you do God's job, He will do your job. But if you do your job, he will do his job. It's not our, self, it's not our job to, to try to promote ourselves, to try to get somewhere in life. It's our job to walk in a certain attitude of heart, in dependence before the Lord, in humility before the Lord, and to humble ourselves. And God says, when I see that kind of a, a heart, 
When I see that kind of a characteristic, I do not oppose it. I actually pour out grace. God says, you humble yourself, and He says, I will raise you up. How do we become humble? By being thankful. It's actually quite simple. Perhaps so simple that we could even trip over it or not even realize it, but that's how you actually become humble. You cultivate thankfulness. Thanksgiving is all about a source, not a recipient. It's about acknowledging. It's about recognizing. It's about appreciation, appreciating. It's about honoring. T.D. Jake says, don't forget the one who blessed you. That, that is based on that scripture which says, don't say that it is my hand that has given us the power to get wealth, but it is God who gives the power to experience wealth. It's God who gives the power to get somewhere. It's God who gives you the power to overcome. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Now, in terms of Thanksgiving, I remember when I was younger, 10, 11, 12 years old, I can remember how sometimes my mom would take me clothes shopping and go buy a pair of tackies and a shirt or t-shirts, whatever, jeans, that kind of thing. And sometimes my mom would take me and we'd go out just mom and daughter, no, mom and son, and we would go shopping, buying some clothes. And we'd I, sometimes I was a little bit picky on what I wanted. I think my mom would get a bit frustrated with me and we'd walk through Edgar's and Woolworth's and all these places till we were blue in the face and, and then we would inevitably find what we were looking for. But you know what? I, I just, I don't know why, but I really and truly, I used to thank my mom over and over and over and over. And I can remember my mom saying, uh, later in later years that sometimes I would thank her to the point of her frustration. She'd like, okay, enough already. I know you're grateful. Thank you. Yes, good son. Yeah, put the clothes on now, man. <laughs> but it's, it's just, in, in, in my young heart, that's just the way I was. I was really grateful. Thank you, mom. Thanks for the clothes. And then we get back home and I run up to her and put my arms around her. Thank you, mommy. Thank you for the clothes. Oh, it's so nice. Thank you. It fits me so nicely. And she's eventually, oh, okay. I get the picture. But maybe that's the way we should be with God. An overflowing heart of thanks, thanksgiving. So that's number one. Thanksgiving will produce humility in our hearts. Number two, humility opens the door for God's grace and God's favor. James 4, 6 says, God gives grace to the humble. How many of you would love to experience more of the grace of the Lord in your life? Well, it's, it's quite simple. We need to be humble, but the steps are as follows. Thanksgiving results in humility, results in God's grace. I'd like to read to you a letter which we received at the beginning of August addressed to Choose Life Church from the Dutch Reformed Church, Moraleta Park. And to me, this is a letter that speaks of God's goodness and God's favor and God's grace. Uh, by the way, it's based on the uh, fact that we had paid a, a, an amount of 15 million to them and then 5 million was going to be over five months 
And uh, when the building registered, we immediately paid three million of that five. And then month four, we paid another million. Month five, we paid another million. They gave us just a little bit of a payment arrangement there. And so it says here, Rubenstein facility, payment agreement. We acknowledge receiving your letter and also the final payment of a million rand. We appreciate the smooth and punctual way this transaction has been executed by Choose Life. It really was a pleasure to do business in such a manner. We believe that this is a testimony to the glory of God. Thank you for the wonderful manner in which you conducted this transaction. We know that sometimes relationships can be damaged by such business deals, but our experience has been that relationships and goodwill have grown. At our spiritual planning weekend, the leaders of this church, being Moraleta, again acknowledged the hand of God through this whole process. In these difficult economic times, we see it as a miracle that God has provided a buyer for our church and also helped us to extend our facilities in centralizing on the Woodlands campus. We also believe that by selling our old facility, we could help to open the door for the ministry to the English-speaking people in our community. We therefore pray as a church council that God will bless the completion of His plan and that God will open doors for both congregations to reach out to a world with a greater impact. May God keep on blessing Choose Life Church. Yours sincerely, Dumini Durki Fanaspey. Isn't that wonderful? Can we give the Lord a hand for that? Amen. We give the Lord a hand. And to me, that speaks of God's grace. That speaks of God's favor. That speaks of the goodness of the Lord. And to me, it's such a delight to be able to read something like this. And it just shows that the Lord has indeed been good. Last year, in this celebration, it was our third birthday. Happy birthday, choose life. It was our third birthday, and I looked at my notes from last year's message. One of the points was the following. I said this. I said that I believe that God is opening a door for us in terms of this facility. At that stage, nothing was final, nothing was definite. All we had heard the preceding Friday was that they had made a decision that they would in fact be selling their facility. Whether to us or somebody else, that wasn't exactly sure, it wasn't exactly clear. But last year, I stood here and I, it was a kind of a statement of faith. And while I was preparing the sermon, I was thinking, you know, what happens if, if I make the statement that God's opening a door here for us? And what happens if the door closes? And, but I just felt we needed to make that statement. I remember saying it clearly. God is opening a door for us in terms of this facility. And praise God to the glory and uh, honor of His name. And 27th of February this year, it officially registered in the name of Choose Life Church. God indeed did open up a door for us. And God has been good. God has been faithful. As a church, however, if we are not careful, we could become proud. We could become proud of the growth, 
proud of the worship, proud of the provision, proud of the facilities, proud of the blessing. And so I believe that God is calling our hearts to be in a place of humility before Him. I believe that the future of this church depends on an attitude of heart to which God will then respond and give grace to. If indeed we will continue to walk in thanksgiving and in humility. There's a church in the city about four or five years ago. They started to feel quite puffed up about themselves. I'm in relationship with the guys, wonderful guys. And they just started to feel like they were the main mana, if you know what I mean. A couple of months later, their finances begin to, t- to take a dip as a church. And the leaders gathered and they realized, we have made a mistake. We have begun to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. They, as a leadership, humbled themselves publicly before the congregation and chose humility. And God began to restore the finances. They even had to, prior to this uh, uh, retrench, about 25 staff or something like that. But they humbled their hearts and they said, God, we're sorry for getting ahead of ourselves. We, we choose to honor you. You're our source. We humble our hearts before you. And the grace began to be poured out. If you humble yourself, grace begins to be poured out. In terms of your own career, in terms of your own business, your family life, if you walk in humility, grace will be poured out. Even if there's strife in your home, if you as the husband begin to humble yourself, grace will be poured out. During the week, I met with a particular man who God spoke to him. Him and his wife recently joined the church, but they weren't fellowshipping anywhere. And God spoke to him and he said, The Lord said to him, you're not being the priest of your home and you need to take up that responsibility. You need to humble yourself as well. He called his family together. His family already married kids and out the home, but he called them together. He began to have a meal once a week with his family and began to serve them through serving the meal to them and blessing them. And God has done a work of restoration and grace has been poured out in that life. And now the husband comes, leading his wife to church. She said to him the other day, come, we need to uh, go to the membership evening. And she's like, what? You know, I've been praying that my husband's going to sort of take up his role. And Because he had humbled his heart and said, God, I'm going to take up this role. There's a restoration that is taking place. And so I believe that the future of Choose Life depends on our humility and dependence on God. It depends on being led by the Holy Spirit. About three or four weeks ago, Pastor Willie Cruz stood on the stage and gave a word which was prophetic in nature. And he said, if there will be a a continuing to walk in humility before the Lord, then this will only be the beginning. And where he referred to kind of where where my dad left off will be a stepping stone for, for the congregation here of Choose Life Church. And, and I was excited, but there was a condition. There was a condition. It was a condition of humility, which comes through thankfulness. The other night at the shepherds meeting, we were talking about this. We were talking about humility. Towards the end of the meeting, we got on our knees before the Lord and we said, Lord, 
We just want to make sure that our hearts are remaining dependent. We want to make sure that our hearts are humble before you. And as a congregation, we want to be well connected with other churches in the city, seeing God's kingdom come in the city of Pretoria, Tswane. Praise God for what He's doing here, but we're part of a body. We're connected to others. I praise the Lord for the wonderful relationship we have with many pastors in the city. And we believe that God is going to use a networking of the church in the city of Pretoria to bring revival to the city. Does anybody say amen? amen? That's number two. Humility opens the door for God's grace and God's favor. Number three. Continual thanksgiving will cause our spirits to soar. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 16. I'll read it to you. It says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give Thanks. That's what we're focusing on this morning. Thanksgiving. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. It's God's will that we would rejoice. It's God's will that we would pray a lot. It's God's will that there would be thanksgiving flooding out of our hearts. Flooding out of our hearts. Thanksgiving will cause our spirits to soar because our focus will be in the right place. Because a thankful heart is a joyful heart. Can you think of somebody that you know that exudes thankfulness? Can you picture somebody like that in your mind? I'm sure you can probably think of somebody. My, uh, my aunt who lives in Stilbay, Garnus, Garnus Wilson, she is an example of a person who just at some stage in her life, she made up her mind, I'm going to be thankful. And you know what? She's a delight to be with. She will be so grateful just for the meal. <laughs> she'll go out with my mom and have coffee and scones. And, and she'll just be so grateful that God has blessed us and that we can go out and have coffee and scones. And she's just grateful. She loves to walk on the beach and, and, and just be joyful in her heart to the Lord She's an example. You know what happens with a person like that? Your spirit begins to soar. Why? Because your focus is in the right place. Aren't you just maybe sometimes sick and tired of focusing on the wrong things? Aren't you sometimes sick and tired of just having your attention so wrapped up in the nonsense that goes on or the things that have disappointed you or the way it's not going for you? Why not start thinking about the things that have gone right? Why not start thinking about the great goodness of the Lord? Even just the fact that you and I can be called children of God is enough to praise God forever and a day. A thankful heart will cause you to soar. Maybe you're not feeling like you're soaring right now. Maybe you soar, ain't I? <laughs> But as you begin to choose thanksgiving, because God says this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Thanksgiving, it's God's will, it's God's plan. It puts your focus in the right place. And I believe that thanksgiving is a key to avoiding depression. There are so many people that are battling with depression nowadays. I was reading an article the other day speaking about, uh, it was an American article speaking about pastors and, 
They were saying that as pastors speak to their congregations nowadays, they can be well assured that the vast majority of everybody in their congregation is on, is on some sort of a stress-related medication or a depression-related medication. But God wants His people to buck that trend. God wants His people to buck the trend of the world and not be like the world. God wants our hearts to be filled with thanksgiving. He wants us to soar. Why don't you just begin to look at what God has done for you? Why don't you begin to focus on the fact that He has plans for your welfare and for your good? That He has a future filled with hope and filled with thanksgiving. Interesting to note, in the Old Testament, there was a group of priests whose job it was exclusively to thank and to praise the Lord. Let me read it to you. It's in Second Chronicles 31.2. I'll just read it. It says, Hezekiah assigned the priests and the Levites to divisions. Each priest or Levite was put in a div division based on the service he performed. Here with some of the services. One of them performed, one of these groups performed, performed, sorry, performed sacrificing of burnt offerings. Another one performed sacrificing fellowship offerings. Another group performed serving. And another group performed giving thanks or praising the Lord within the gates of the Lord's camp. Out of all those jobs, which one would you choose? It's amazing. This was ordained by God that there would be certain priests. Their responsibility would be thanks and praise. Now, the sacrificing has fallen away. The fellowship offerings sacrifice has also fallen away. Serving hasn't fallen away. The giving of thanks and praise hasn't fallen away. And the Bible says that we are now a kingdom of priests. Sir, ma'am, you have a responsibility. You are called to be a priest giving thanks to the Lord. A priest giving praise to the Lord. And admittedly, you might not be able to let your mouth speak words of praise all day, but you know what? Your heart can speak it for you. Your heart can be in a place of thankfulness, of thanksgiving, of praise. And you can get up in the morning, you can say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Thanksgiving should be a continual heart attitude. Number four, He is worthy. Don't you say the word worthy? He is worthy of our thanksgiving. A few scriptures. Psalm 50 verse 14. Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Psalm 69 30. I will praise the name of God with a song and I will magnify Him with thanksgiving. Psalm 95 2. Let us come before Him with thanksgiving, let us joyfully praise Him with psalms. Psalm 100 verse 4, we read this earlier. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. Psalm 107 verse 22. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. Psalm 116 verse 7. I will offer to you a sacrifice of thanksgiving 
and I will call upon the name of the Lord. How many of you are willing to take up your responsibility, maybe in a new way of thanksgiving, of being a priest that will honor God and give thanks and give praise unto the Lord? And a last scripture, with this I want to draw to a close, is Revelation 7, verse 9 to 12. After these things, by the way, listen for the word thanksgiving. After these things I looked and behold a great multitude which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples, tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice saying salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. What am I trying to say? He's worthy of thanksgiving. He deserves our thanksgiving. Come on, church. He deserves our thanksgiving. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever.